Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Post-draft wide receiver risers and fallers, next on FFT in 5. What's up, everybody? If you're watching on YouTube, you see my dog, Alvin. He can't wait to get away from me. He's my guest on the show, and he's running away from me, par for the course. I'm Dave Richard. Let's talk about wide receivers after the draft that have gone up in value and gone down in value. And now this is the part where I'm going to rip you off because half the show isn't going to happen. I don't have any wide receivers of note that really rose. I can mention a rookie like Jordan Addison. I can mention some veterans like Juju because the Patriots didn't add anybody or Adam Thielen or DJ Chark because uh, Bryce Young is the quarterback in Carolina. But that's not exciting. That's not fun. Let's go to the fallers because these are names that are going to suck the life out of your fantasy team because they've been impacted by rookies joining their team. And I'm not even going to bother with the Seahawks because I'm not sure those guys, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are going to be seriously impacted by Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Although if there's one that could be, it would be Lockett. He lined up in the slot more. He had more targets in the slot. And I think Smith and Jigba will play in the slot in Seattle, work a lot of underneath routes. I've really been digging into him. He is going to be interesting. But the first official faller that we'll have on FFT and five right now is Mike Williams. We saw the Chargers add Quentin Johnson. Stop me if you've heard this before. Big physical perimeter, rangy wide receiver. Well, isn't that what Mike Williams can do? Except Mike Williams doesn't have the short area explosiveness or the footwork that Quentin Johnston has. And we know that Johnston will eventually be the number one wide receiver for the Chargers. And he might begin this year as the number three, but I think he's going to take away work from Mike Williams. I actually don't think Keenan Allen will be that much impacted by Quentin Johnson. Mike Williams is a faller. Really don't want to draft him. It would be around six when I would start to consider him. And speaking of followers on a team, how about a two-for-one in Indianapolis? Both Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce. I think they both take a hit, not because of just Josh Downs showing up. Josh Downs, the rookie wide receiver that the Colts took, he'll play in the slot. He's going to command some targets. This is a new offensive coach, a new play caller. He's going to lean on Downs. He's the one that drafted him. But also think about what Anthony Richardson does best. You might have heard in the lead up to the draft, Anthony Richardson's a great athlete. Anthony Richardson can run the football. Well, if he's going to run the football, and if Jonathan Taylor's going to run the football, the Colts might be a team that throws less than anyone else in the National Football League. And Michael Pittman was already a a so-so liability in the red zone, didn't get a a lot of targets there last year. Might not get a lot of red zone targets this year. Pierce is someone, I I love the guy, I love the talent. I'm not sure I'm drafting him in any of my leagues. And Pittman, kind of in that same boat with Mike Williams as a round six pick. Here's another faller, Gabe Davis of the Buffalo Bills. And you're saying, yeah, right, of course he's falling. He fell as soon as he stunk in 2022. Fair point. But with Dalton Kincaid going to Buffalo, I think the Bills are going to utilize their versatility 
based on their opponent from game to game. There will be some weeks where it just makes sense that Gabe Davis, an outside receiver, sees inferior cornerbacks. Josh Allen's going to take to the air and throw deep to Gabe Davis. That's what he does best. But there will be other games this season where the Bills will want to utilize two tight ends a lot. And that includes using Kincaid, who's more of a slot receiver than a tight end like a big slot receiver, like a guy that's going to outmuscle five, eight cornerbacks for jump balls. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. And he'll do that a lot. And that means that Gabe Davis won't have a shot at being consistent. He might not have a shot to even be a reliable number three fantasy wide receivers. I know a lot of people are going to stay away from Gabe Davis just because he wasn't good last year. I think he played through a high ankle sprain last year. The reason to stay away from Gabe Davis this year is because Dalton Kincaid's there and the Bills are going to change their offensive philosophy. Let's go to Denver. I think Jerry Judy's going to be okay, but with Marvin Mims coming to town, that's a deep ball threat that the Broncos are adding, and he's a perimeter receiver as well. I think that that's going to be a guy that impacts both Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. Patrick wasn't on your radar anyway. He's coming back from a torn ACL, but he's one of the good guys that we like in fantasy, and Sutton's a good guy too, but I'm worried about what his target volume will be with Mims being there, and with Patrick coming back. I mean, now we're talking about four receivers that will be regularly involved in that offense, and three tight ends, too. Don't forget, they traded for Adam Troutman, who's a Sean Payton disciple. They have Albert O, and they have Greg Dulcich. I like Dulcich. They've got a lot of targets to throw to in this offense now. I think it's going to impact Cortland Sutton. And then two more, and then I'll get out of your face. Number one, Romeo Dobbs in Green Bay. I think he fell out of favor last year, just really wasn't a consistent receiver. A lot of drops. A lot of bad play on film. I am a big fan of Jaden Reed. Don't tell anybody in my dynasty league. I'm trying to get him in round two. Shh. I don't want them to get him. I want him on my team. But I think Jaden Reed's going to be a better receiver for the Packers, certainly out of the slot, but just overall than Romeo Dobbs. And then K.J. Osborne, you can connect the dots there. Jordan Addison's in, in Minnesota, and they're adding him. On top of adding T.J. Hawkinson, what does that leave K.J. Osborne? I might catch a touchdown once every six weeks. That's it for the fallers at wide receiver and the risers. Nothing to write home about. I appreciate you listening. Thanks for the shout out to my dog, Alvin. We'll see you on the next edition of FFT in five.